Welcome to Moms Going Boldly, a Star Trek Discovery podcast by two moms who write about autism and who also happen to be Star Trek fans. We talk about the new series, compare it with previous versions of Star Trek, and also talk about any autism examples we see along the way. I am your host, Elizabeth. Hi, I'm Vicki. Together, we are Moms Going Boldly. Welcome back to Moms Going Boldly. We are continuing our ongoing discussion of Mirror Universe episodes in the Star Trek world. And today we are talking about the Deep Space Nine episode, Through the Looking Glass. Now, Vicki and I are both big Deep Space Nine fans. We really like it. I, th- I think we're both in agreement that this is our favorite of all the series. Though we do start to worry about these Mirror Universe episodes as they get progressively sillier and sillier. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think that this one has yet entered the silly zone? Or is it still a good story that doesn't make us smirk? I think it's entered. <laughs> what makes it enter the silly zone for you? Well, I think we talked in the last one about Kira um, becoming a caricature of herself yes and it that is definitely interesting about this character in the mirror universe anymore yeah yeah i also think that uh the bashir character was also a bit of a caricature oh yeah 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 that was ridiculous i mean at least you know the poor guy he he has to pay play you know the party has to play in the first couple of seasons until he gets to be somebody we like then they can't even give him a decent character to play in the mirror universe. Yeah. So this story is a story of Captain Sisko being abducted by who looks like Chief O'Brien, but it's actually Mirror Universe O'Brien, Smiley, as he's called in the Mirror Universe. And Smiley uses some kind of transporter mod- modification device and transports Captain Sisko to the Mirror Universe and explains that they need him to complete their Captain Sisko's mission. Cap- their Captain Sisko has been killed trying to do this mission the first time around, so they need the Mirror Captain Sisko to do it the second time around. When this episode took place, was he still Commander Sisko? Or had he been promoted to Captain? Oh, that's... Well. I think he might just still be Commander Sisko here. This is the third season, correct? Yeah, and he wasn't promoted to captain until we had the the Dominion influence because the episode that he was promoted to captain on, they encountered a changeling infiltrator. Right. So, so I think he must still be Commander. So I'm going to do that to help differentiate between our captain and or the two different Siskos in the Mirror Universe and our universe. So Commander Sisko has got to play the role of Captain Sisko, who's been killed on a mission. And Smiley asks Commander Sisko to complete that mission, which is to either turn his ex-wife to the sympathies of their rebellion or to kill her. And of course, his ex-wife is played by the woman who played Jennifer in Commander Sisko's universe. And so he can't say no because he can't can't agree to the idea that this woman who looks like his 
deceased wife might be killed. So he agrees to get involved in this, and then Smiley takes him back to the hideout. This is where he encounters our Bashir caricature, who, when we get the hideout scene, he's in there going, I think we should do it my way! (laughs) (laughs) And he looks like he's, you know, from a Saturday morning cartoon. We also learn that uh, Captain Sisko is having an affair with Jadzia Dax, to which my son had very raised eyebrows <laughs> when he saw that scene. Commander Sisko's kind of has to go along with all of this. So let me ask you, do you think he did it? Did he, I think he did. You I think, think he, he had to. I, he went all the way along with this? <laughs> well, the sacrifices that must be made by the cause of something. But how weird had, could that have been for him? It must have been so weird, but he didn't I mean, demonstrate we, any of that. We don't know that she's, we, we, I doubt she's joined in this universe, but still, Burris is his best friend. Yeah. Unbelievably weird. So then he uh, explains that what they really need to do is, instead of just kidnapping the Jennifer character, they need to turn her because she could be so helpful. And Smiley is really helpful, kind of nudging him along as to how to behave so that he's more like Captain Sisko, which includes hitting the Bashir character. And then they yeah. go off on the mission. And it's Smiley, and it's uh, Rom, and Commander Sisko in the role of Captain Sisko. And they allow themselves to be captured by the Alliance and brought before the Intendant and she's very excited to see who she thinks is Captain Sisko and she's not going to have him executed quite yet and meanwhile they are doing their thing. Smiley is in ore processing, doing work as a slave and I'm not sure where Rom disappeared to. I guess Rom was a trader, so he was allowed to move three freely through the space station as a trader to the rebels. And Captain Sisko, uh, Commander Sisko, mind you, as Captain Sisko, finagles some time with Jennifer, trying to convince her to join them. And she's so impressed with his changed personality, his his honesty and his earnestness, that you could see that she's wavering. And then once she says she'll think about it, he communicates with O'Brien, who triggers some kind of event in the ship's systems because he's their tinkerer and fixer. And then Cisco takes her, takes Jennifer, and they're going to go escape in the runabout or their ship or whatever, but they discover Rom's body there. So they were discovered. They were figured out. I guess Rom wasn't allowed to go for three. I think he was interrogated by Garrick. I'm trying to remember now. Does that sound right? I think that's what happened. And Garrick's interrogation turned up the whole plot. So... But wasn't there a scene where Ram went to them and just told them the whole plot? No, I think he was the one... He No, he he had... He went and told them where to find Cisco and Smiley. And that's how they were captured and brought back to the station, which is exactly where they wanted to be. That was part of the plan. So his... Okay, his, right. his yeah. appearance of being a traitor was part of the plan to get Jennifer out. But I think he must have been interrogated by Garrick and during the interrogation just let it all out. Anyway, so Smiley joins them with all of these slaves from ore processing behind him because they're all going to escape. They can't leave because they've been discovered. So they all retreat back into ore processing and 
the intendant follows them, and she's very smug, and you've had no place to go, and I'm going to, you know, get you now, but Jennifer, you come with me, and all will be fine, and Cisco's like, you're not going anywhere, and he sets the station self-destruct. So let's talk about the logic of that. (laughs) Did that work for you? The whole thing doesn't work for me. (laughs) Somebody who comes back to life who is presumed dead, Kira knows that there's a mirror universe. The first thing that pops into her mind, she immediately believes this is Cisco, even though he was supposed to be dead. Yeah. Right. And then self-destructing the um, station. No. (laughs) Well, and I can believe because... There is a scene where she's very cranky and she's executing slaves offhandedly and Garrick kind of insinuates it's because she's really upset about Captain Sisko's death. So I could go ahead and believe that she would be willing to fool herself into believing this is Captain Sisko because she was so glad that he was alive again. But I don't see how it's possible that the self-destruct code would be the same in both universes. Well, actually, if you remember in Discovery, uh, the, um, what do you call them, the pin numbers to all the, of the, um... To the, to the quarters, you're right. They were the, the same. They were the same, yes. Yeah, you're right. That's, okay, all right. I, I like it. I'm going to run with that. I'm going to go ahead and, and discard my disbelief on that one and say, because it is a, a Cardassian-made station, so maybe the numbers are the same, and it, and, and in both universes, it was designed and built by the Cardassians, and in both universes, it's run by the Bajorans, or sort of like it's not run by the Bajorans, but it's Bajoran property. It's, you know, they, they brought the Federation to run it, but it's their station. It's the Bajorans' station in, in our universe. Yeah? Well, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so, okay. I like it. Well done. I like that. That's good. So, the Intendant is very much frustrated by this because he does know the self-destruct code and so she she lets them leave which also just didn't seem very realistic to me but they escape and in escaping they go back to their hideout in the badlands and jennifer realizes that this is not really her ex-husband this is a different person and commander cisco doesn't really explain it all to her but he says ask smiley he'll he'll explain it to you and then smiley takes him back to our universe, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So what'd you think? Like I said, they, I I love Deep Space Nine, but they went to the mirror universe far too often. This one, although I I did like Jennifer, him and Jennifer together, there wasn't much else that I really liked about this episode. And it didn't really do anything to further sort of the mirror universe storyline. It's like, you know, they have an ep- a throwaway episode every season. Okay, what are we going to do? Oh, let's go to the mirror universe. It yeah. doesn't have to. The regular universe story along, it does nothing. Yeah. And in a way, I thought it was, it, you know, what we're doing is we're we're following along the the story of these human and other rebels against a cruel and dictatorial, dictatorial alliance in the mirror universe. But in our the real universe, that's what Deep Space Nine ended up doing as well. So the question is, did we really need to have two universe storylines about battling, you know, ty- tyranny? Right. We didn't. We didn't. I agree. We did not. No. Yeah. And in all honesty, the real 
universe storyline of the Dominion was a much better story and much better told than Absolutely. the comic relief that the Mirror Universe eventually ended up being. So this doesn't really give us any additional information on our Mirror Universe exploration here. We, we knew from Crossover that this rebellion against the Alliance had started. And all this episode did was show us that it was continuing along. Right. And right. that was it. Not much else. Right. And not much else. Hopefully the next Mirror Universe episode that we explore will be a little better. I believe the next one is Shattered Mirror. That's, I think you're right. We did get to see Tuvok, though. Yeah, that's true. We did get to see Tuvok, and that was quite cool. So uh, we invite our listeners to join us next time as we discuss Shattered Mirror, our second-to-last episode in our Mirror Universe exploration. And if you have any comments or questions or ideas of other things you'd like us to talk about, please feel free to leave comments in the comment section the bottom of the Podbean podcast page. If you'd like to reach us, I can be reached on my blog, autismmom.com. I could be found at taking it a step at a time at takingstep.com. Links to both of our blogs are in the sidebar of the Moms Going Boldly Podbean podcast website. And we hope you'll join us again for the next episode of Moms Going Boldly. The music on Moms Going Boldly is called Without Limits by Ross Bugden Music, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license, creativecommons.org. Ross Bugden Music can be found on Twitter at Ross Bugden. <laughs>